0: Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGruer, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision-making. I'm here with Peter Coghill and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights, and this week we're discussing Elon Musk.
1: Peter, what's on your mind with Elon Musk? Well, I'm actually a little bit worried about him, uh, his personal and mental health, because uh, he, he seems to be going a bit odd. He seems to be going off the rails slightly. So, I mean, uh, so over the last few months, he 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 attacked uh, Vern um, Unsworth, the, the 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 cave diver chap who uh, was uh, helped rescue the boys in in Thailand from that that flooded cave. Um, he has had various negative outbursts on Twitter and other media platforms about negative coverage that Tesla for its production problems and design problems uh and uh, fairly recently as well in an interview in the new york times um he was the, the sort of comment of, of around the interview the interview was sort of obviously a bit worried about how you know his sort of mental health and because he was sort of what he was complaining about having no friends and working too many hours a day and saying this is the most stressful year of my life etc etc so I'm worried about him. I'm worried about him. Uh, but what... I'm sure he's got plenty of other people who are paid to worry about him. Well, oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Right? Well, I know it's probably not going to help. But so that so that got us sort of thinking, like, well, you know, uh, you, he's a CEO of SpaceX and Tesla and and Hyperloop and various other things. He's he's uh, up there in terms of business. And if I was his, one of his shareholders. I'd be very concerned, probably not for him, but more for my my investment. So, well, so so really, we've sort of got to prompt the question of CEOs. You know, how important are they in a business? What does a C, what does the personality of a CEO do to a business? Uh, how much of the credit can you give them for success or failure of a company? Uh, and like, how bad can it be if they go off the rails?
0: Well, let's sort of. Um, just keep on the subject of Elon Musk for the moment um, so um, <coughs> remind me outside of Tesla so you said it's SpaceX is one of them right so it's SpaceX and what's the other one
1: so um, a Hyperloop I think it's called what does which, Hyperloop do so it's a um, alternative transport system a big vacuum tube where you push little, little trains through at okay. high speed
0: what does SpaceX do I remember I, I didn't they, know, they go I to space they do rockets okay so I mean let's just very are those are the other two publicly owned as well or rather publicly traded
1: Good question.
2: Uh I mean how the how is I mean he's gone nuts he is going nuts. Um Well Shep- I mean on the other hand he is um he's a pretty creative interesting guy. Um do we know he's going nuts? Let's assume he's going nuts for the purposes. Well, of the I podcast. think
0: mean, yeah, I mean, yeah.
2: I can see where he's coming from. I mean, it must be bloody annoying, you know. You work your balls off to, you know, for these companies, uh, and then you know have to be accountable to a bunch of boring pen pushing, you know, investors who sit about talking about metrics and PE ratios
1: and all that crap. i, I'm, I, I can yeah. see, I can see why. And all they worry about they, is how much money they got in their wallet.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, let's let's you know but we're, we're trying to run with the idea of well, Elon Musk. You know, does it really matter? I suppose well, that, is the that's If he the was point. going bonkers, it, would it would it matter? Exactly. Is it, do we make too much of the of the guy at the top? And actually, is SpaceX or Tesla really successful? Because actually, they've got really good engineers, and they're doing they've got a fantastic product, and you know the thing they're doing is valuable. It was, that's the question I think we want to address: is should we should we should we care about him as a person? Maybe. Should we care about him uh, in terms of the profitability of the companies? Well, that's that's what we want to talk about, I think. So let's talk about it. Well, it's really hard, actually. So the, there's a lot of uh, stuff written in the world of, you know, the business, uh, business academia and, you know, um, business schools and so on uh, about the influence of management teams and CEOs and all of that kind of stuff. And... Um, it's actually amazingly difficult to work out. First of all, there's very little data. Obviously, a lot of um, really you know transactional data about what companies do uh, is is commercially sensitive. You get a kind of high level you know accounting data and stuff for public firms. There's a bit more of that, um, but it's very hard to work out what uh, individuals are doing to that. And then you have all of these problems about the fact that well, actually, all of the things you might want to test for are all very highly correlated. So, for example. If you were going to say, well, is it the case that um, you know that that when you have a um, you know a company that's starting to make losses, um, you know they uh, they they are going to be more likely to fire their CEO. So you can't say, well, let's look at the CEOs that are fired and assume they're the they're the bad ones. Because getting fired is correlated with, with losses. So how how else do you – how do you go about measuring the quality of a CEO? It's very, very hard. Because, uh, you know, it's very hard to distinguish between, well, they just got lucky and, well, they're a they really good CEO. It's a similar problem with trying to measure how good, um, how good uh, you know, football managers and stuff are. But uh, – mm. um, Anyway, people have found ways to do it. People have built, you know, data sets. They're all none of none of them are hugely comprehensive. They tend to be quite bespoke. There was one uh, interesting one I looked at where they looked at CEOs who had died or who had had family members who had died. Now, CEOs dying—that's pretty much random. Might be correlated with, for example, how stressful their job is, which might be correlated with how well the company's doing. But by and large, um, dying is pretty much a random event. So that's perfect, really, because it means you can, You it's not, the fact that they've gone isn't correlated with, with anything else about the company. And um, so for that one, for example, yeah, the conclusion was, and in fact, the conclusion of most studies. Makes a difference it makes a big difference Oh, really? CEOs are important hmm. or at least let's say it makes Ooh. a sig- statistically significant difference without necessarily saying it's big um, which I have to say I found very disappointing I was really hoping yeah. that it would be the case that CEOs yeah. don't matter at all but
0: they in. so just to clarify the, the study the research was well what happens
2: to a company when a CEO dies I was just giving that as an example of something innovative someone has done to try to test for Okay, you know in a way that isn't going to be confounded by the data but there's other studies you know people have I looked studies from india studies from china certainly plenty of studies in the u.s and uh yeah dating back in some cases 40 50 years and pretty much conclusion is yes
1: they make a difference okay peter um you're yeah, build, building on on the, the slightly different take there was a study i saw mentioned in the harvard business review by uh, russell reynolds associates i don't know who russell reynolds is but it's a, it looks like a think tank in the, in the states somewhere uh and they were trying to they were trying to investigate the sort of psychological features of uh CEOs and map that to success it was pretty subjective because they the, these the, their C, these CEOs under study they couldn't sit them down and give them a psych test to work out what the personality was they're doing it all subjectively sort of for, uh, but through proxy information uh and they their Measure of success of the company were fairly crude things like the profitability and the um, profit and loss figures and things like that um, and uh, but they 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 found generally that it seems that the sort of what you think is a good makes a good CEO in terms of like being extroverted and dynamic and bright and fun uh, mapped quite well to what to the to the to their to their findings
2: yeah I saw a study which said that um age apparently is well all this was looking at actually is Corporate investment. Corporate investment is quite a good indicator of success, basically, for a company. If a company is investing, rather than, for example, firefighting, you know, if if it's if it's if it's stripping back on investment because it's lo- losing money, for example, that's a very bad sign for a company. But this one uh, study looking at Indian firms um, found that the the, um, the younger a CEO was, the more likely they were to re- to maintain investment in the face of sort of losing losses or declining profits. Which is interesting, right, because it may not be obvious, but what that implies is that older CEOs are more likely to sort of cut and run in a sense. You know, that the older they get, the less, let's say, corporate future they have, the more likely they are to react to crises um, badly, probably because they're maybe... Possibly trying to maximise their own temporary, short-term revenue, you know, as a CEO, rather than do things for the good good of a company. Um, but that was interesting to me, anyway. And, and um, you know, it turns out that experience is also positively correlated. So the more experienced a CEO is, um, the more likely they are to, you know, the high, the higher in general the corporate investment will be. So um, you know, there's there's yeah, as Peter says, there's there's evidence that it's uh, successful. There's one fairly highly cited study. Um, which uh, was from uh, liberson and o 'connor one thousand nine hundred and seventy two now they they found that industry effects still dominate, so basically how successful is that industry that 's you know, let's say 30, they they reckon 30% of the variance in profits uh, between companies. Uh, and then there's company effects. So that's things like just being a good a historically successful brand and stuff. You know, having corporate assets uh, is about 25% of the variation. And that CEO effect um, is about 10 sort of to 15%. So having a CEO, a good CEO versus a bad CEO. Might make a difference of ten percent more and or less that, in profits. And,
1: and okay. that maps nicely to in, intuitively to think back when Steve Jobs was still CEO of Apple, and around you know around sort of 2004 onwards when he announced he had cancer etc and he was going through treatment, the share price of Apple fluctuated I think at most by about ten percent in any given trading week or so. So quite a lot. But that's, you know, it wasn't 30% or 50%. You know, the Apple wasn't completely devalued. But it was quite significant, very significant for the shareholders that worry a lot about that. Uh, And every time there was a new rumor or false story or announcement from apple about the health of steve jobs it would either go up or down by sort of five ten percent so quite big chunks and about the right sort of scale to, yeah to the, the... and i think
2: if you do a bit more back of the envelope uh calculations on you know the size of a fortune 500 company which um you know on average they would have something like let's say ten tens tens of billions of, pounds, of dollars worth of sales um 10 10 uh, of that can be a lot right can be a billion dollars now um CEOs, that's going to be a big company, right? But CEOs on average get paid quite a lot. They get paid on average, I think, something like $10 million in the US. Weirdly, I also found a survey that said that most people on average, people on average, think that CEOs get paid a million dollars a year. And 75% of people think they're overpaid. Well, I mean, what if they found out what they really earn? Um, <laughs> but the point is that they're probably not overpaid if these findings are right. That's see, actually, you know, the, obviously, the bigger the company, the more the CEO ought to be getting paid. But um, uh, if they're a good CEO, you know, they, they might quite right, rightly be able to demand, um, you know, something in the tens of millions of dollars, possibly higher. You know, um, so yeah, so the the uh, that's 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 pretty much sort of. Yeah, the orthodoxy in the business press is, yes, CEOs do matter. And they're not the whole story, but they do matter a bit. Okay, so look, we answered this then. we
0: The answer to our question was, I mean, the question was, do CEOs matter? Um, that was the question. Looks like the answer is there's, there's various research that, well, yeah. that, that looks like, yes, they do to a degree.
2: Okay. Yeah. So, um, well, we... The, Podcast done? Well, there's a question about whether or not they, how we know. Right now, this is a much harder question. We know that CEOs matter. What we don't know is how to be a good CEO. Mm. Right, so we haven't found the recipe. And in a way, if we knew that, then we could, uh, then we could, you know, we could pay CEOs exactly what they're worth. But yeah. we just we could we set up a CEO
1: school and just
0: churn them out. Well, aren't they called? Cool? You know, that's business school, isn't it? And I know when you do your MBA, it's not always all about being a CEO, but it's you know kind of. Yeah, about I've
2: that. I have a feeling I have in the back of my mind uh, some sort of finding that having an MBA doesn't add anything to your uh, to your productivity. As a manager, Uh, but it just so happens that people who are quite bright do MBAs, and so the people who who would naturally make good managers anyway. But that's that would make it only the same as uh, the evidence from almost all degrees, which is that they don't actually create more productive people; they merely indicate which people are productive. Um, But no, it's just that there's. I wanted to mention an alternative theory about CEO pay which is tournament theory, which has been around since, uh, well, the 1980s, really. And, and, and it's this idea that uh, you, the reason CEOs get paid so much is, um, is because it's a kind of reward for corporate uh, loyalty. So the idea is that you, um, you, they're not really worth that much, but getting paid that much acts as an incentive for uh, people to work hard in the firm. So you get more out of everyone by paying the guy at the top uh you know 100 million dollars even if he's only worth 50 million um so that's that's just that and in my mind until I started looking at this for the purposes of the podcast that is what i assumed i just assumed that yes of course they're overpaid of course they're not worth that but the point is that it it you know it works gives everyone if they a are gives overpaid. everyone a, a kind of carrot
1: to to work for uh peter i, w- I want to hear from you i mean uh, well yeah i mean i i, th- I think i mean i I've never done, i never haven't done an mba um, I think the MBA courses are probably a lot of a lot like other sort of social science type courses where you learn a lot of kind of um pseudo scientific theory and what the latest models are for and what the latest of checklists for a good CEO might look like. But I think what might be more fun is looking at caricatures of bad leadership and using that as a potentially <laughs> as, a, as a sort of blueprint for uh how not to behave and therefore by extrapolation, how how to behave? So, I mean, I, the the thought occurred when I was reading about poor old Elon. I, it occurred to me that he's starting to behave a bit like Gavin Belson from Silicon Valley. You know, he's sort of he, he's he's fueled by some insecurity, paranoia, and self doubt, and he's sort of he's going flying off the handle and saying things without really considering them. Um, and that that's really he's, he, that's a fantastic character in that in that in that uh, TV series and. If you t- more or less did exactly the opposite of what he does, that's the sort of guy you'd want to work for. Um, and the, 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 do a Google search of what makes a good CEO and you get these BuzzFeed type lists and there's usually five or ten things to do with. But it's basically just being a decent all-rounder who's truthful and is good at communicating and getting the point across to the people you work who work for you. And building their trust. But also, um, I think,
2: think, well, certainly these days, let's say, when people aren't, aren't, you know, companies are increasingly not, you know, amalgamated oil and, uh, you know, and and plastics, plastic Com and things like you know these big multinationals where they're just churning out one thing that's successful um corporate entrepreneurship is a is you know it's increasingly something people talk about as as something that ceos can be instrumental in fostering so this is uh, giving people the license to take uh, more risk and uh, gi- giving people giving people uh, space and time and resources to experiment and not to punish um, failure, you know, to to encourage experimentation and those things. And know that's something which um, people have tried to look at, and certainly pointed to companies like Apple and uh, and Google, um, you know, and and Facebook, Facebook, and to an extent, companies like Tesla, and uh, you know, have said the reason that they're successful is that they do do that. They they, they you know the CEOs personally possibly in some cases because they've come from that sort of tech and engineering background and they know what the constraints are um, that they uh, that they encourage people to do the same you know to to uh, to, to be uh, to be experiment- experimental And so I think that the flip side of that is that what you don't want is CEOs who are overly controlling, who are, you know, uh, prone to micromanagement, um, you know, who uh, feel like they are delivering a solution rather than giving people the means to find the solution and so on and those sorts of things. Who embezzle. Yeah. And if you think about, well. We don't want that. On lists of the, I'd I'd actually looked up who were the worst CEOs of all time. And um, a good and fair watch of them, actually, were um, uh, were fraudsters. Uh, you know, so there's Ken Lay, Enron, of course. Uh, Chuck Conway came out, and he, he was, you know, again, um, uh, it was going bankrupt, and he hid that through creative accountancy. Uh, Bernard Ebbers, WorldCom, another fraudster. So, um, you know, I guess that's, this is, why do people, why do CEOs feel compelled to encourage uh, fraud? Well, it's obviously some, you know, they're very keen to be seen to be adding value, and they're terrified of looking like they're not. Mm -hmm. Um, Which, I think, really just points to the fact that it's actually quite hard to tell how, how good a CEO is, certainly at the time, even though we know they matter, as we've said, we also uh can 't really tell which ones are good at the at the point you have them. You can only tell when they've when they've died mm. um, but there are a few others there's people like John Scully who is famous i think you have you heard of John Scully no he 's really only known for one thing which is that he got the uh, he got the board of Apple to fire Steve Jobs um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they then uh, their product design went down the toilet and they had to get him back but um Uh, Yeah, so again, I think the conclusion would be, well, we know they matter, but we're not quite sure how and why.
0: Okay. Um, We're close to finishing up. Question I want to ask you is, do you think you would be a good CEO? Uh, Peter.
1: I don't think I would. I don't think I've got the breadth of experience of business. And I think I might have too much of a reliance on give me the facts, give me the data. When in fact, I think a lot of decisions you have to make in big business aren't like that you have to go a bit more sort of intuition mm-hmm. and i think i might be i might think i might have decision paralysis paralysis because i think there's just a bit more information i could get just wait another couple of days uh, and probably miss out on opportunities
2: mm-hmm. peter's a natural chief engineering officer you see <laughs> <laughs> always bringing problems never solutions uh, <laughs>
0: uh and yourself nick
2: now well I don't know. I've never done it. I th- I have a feeling I'd make a be- better CEO than I would a manager. Now, I've been a manager. I've led teams in uh, the Ministry of Defence. And... Apart from the fact I don't really enjoy it, I don't get any particular joy out of um, managing people. There are some people who love that, right? There are some people who like seeing people develop and grow and fostering their... And I'm not interested in any of that. <laughs> I just want them to do the thing that they're meant to do. Um, and I try... My approach was really to try and make people realise why what they were doing was important and exciting and then leave them to get on with it.
1: Problem is, not, it never was.
2: Well, yeah, well, uh, <laughs> you know... And so I, I think... I feel like actually CEOs aren't actually... Necessarily necessarily the same as managers that you can have a ceo who's kind of a figurehead and he's excited about the thing that the company does and he's a sort of amb- and i feel like i'd probably be better at doing that to be honest but um he, i would i change places with elon musk god no i mean it's i this is what i mean by saying i'm seeing where he's coming from is the um you know that the, the, the he works about 20 hours a day and he doesn't seem to have any free time any free time he spends thinking about new ways to design batteries and stuff and i i just couldn't cope with that and uh, i've got a i I don't like being being t- constrained by by other people, and of course, as a CEO, that's all you are. You know, you're accountable to the board, you're accountable to the, um, you know, to the to the workforce, you're accountable to billions of people, and I can't I can't be doing that.
0: No, I don't think I'd be a good CEO. I think um, I'm a I'm a bit lazy, and uh, and I'm not very organised. Um, but I think I'm good at communicating with people. And, yeah, but I could be wrong about that as well. I don't know. Um, but uh, no, I think I'd be. I sure. can
2: imagine you as the guy with the clipboard, who comes around and uh, sort of delivers messages from the CEO in a nice way. You know, like you just had a meeting with the CEO and he said, "What the hell's going on in L Division?" And you go around there and say, oh, "I just had a chat with." You. He's really excited about what you're doing. He thinks that really you should probably be doing a bit more of this. I can see you
1: being that guy.
0: Yeah presenting things in the best possible light saying look 40% of people are being raised redundant but hey it's okay so yeah. so we've
1: got Nick as CEO Fraser's Chief Operating Officer no
0: yeah. no no like Head of Comms let's say Head of
1: Comms okay and I, I'm I'm Chief Information Officer or Chief technolo- Technology yeah, you're Officer
0: your CTO or something yeah. yeah
1: hey we've got a company right there
2: boom let's do it what could
0: go wrong okay all right we'll wrap up there thank you gentlemen thank you as always Um, yeah you've been listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast with myself Fraser McGrew I've been here with Peter Coghill and Nick here of Aleph Insights and until next time goodbye